0: Hi, this is Boring Conversation Anyway, a Star Wars podcast brought to you from the guys at FlyGuy.net and DBSW.net. This podcast is part sponsored by BigBadToyStore.com, thousands of toys and they ship worldwide. So here we go, Boring Conversation Episode 1. This is our Phantom Menace, maybe. And uh, I'm here with uh, my host, uh, co-host as well, uh, Whit Anderson from DistractedByStarWars.net. And how is your afternoon going, sir?
1: Uh, it's going pretty well. A little rainy here in California. but uh, It does.
0: It looks a little wet from what I can see. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's kind of nice.
0: And I just saw the, the Star Wars cat prance by your desktop. What's your cat's name, by the way?
1: Uh, that one is Orbit. Orbit. Yeah, okay. yeah. I with me for quite a few years.
0: I was actually just asking whether or not he had a Star Wars name, just in case there was some Star Wars connection you were
1: <laughs> No, my girlfriend at the time, when I got him as a kitten, wouldn't go for that. Okay. Uh, so we agreed on orbit. So he's got a spacey name, but no Star Wars. No Star Wars. Yeah.
0: So we did a little, uh, you and I did a, a test podcast just for the fun, uh, the fun over almost. You and I just playing around, and uh, we put this thing live last Wednesday or Thursday. And I'm kind of floored. I cannot believe some 600-odd people, it seems, have uh, downloaded a listened to this thing. And we've had such good feedback, um, such nice comments. You got the the first kind of comments, I think, back from uh, Club Jade. Yeah, which, that
1: was great. Um, I was really blown away when I saw that. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they basically said, you know, best name for a podcast ever. Okay. And, and to hear that from them really kind of, you know, because I, I like the name you know i i was hesitant at first my wife didn't get the name but like we've said you know a non-star wars geek is not going to get it but to have a site like Dot uh, uh say something like that really meant a lot to me it really kind of reinforced that you know we're doing something right here maybe
0: exactly even if it was just for star wars geeks they get it and they were appreciative of it so uh yeah it was so nice and so many people that you and i both follow uh got all the names out there, Darth Fuss, uh, Gana, uh even Jeff is a Geek, and loads of other people who I really respect and post like a ton of stuff, and um, yeah, it's just, it feels amazing these guys actually pay attention and read your stuff or listen sometimes, so um, thank you, I think everybody, and uh, anyone else you know, uh, if there's anyone that you want to thank, but um, wow.
1: Yeah, 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 I'd like to give a big shout out to my buddy Eric, uh, who's been on Twitter, and he just, you know, he... He keeps uh every couple of days or whatnot, throwing the link out there again. Uh he's been a big <laughs> supporter. and uh, him and I always talk about toys. I found him on Tumblr a while because he was posting some photographs of his action figures. And so we're always kind of geeking out about that kind of stuff. And uh you know, he's he's been a big supporter all week long, so I wanna I wanna thank him a lot for that. And uh unfortunately I don't have uh a link to his uh his Tumblr at the moment, but I will put oh, that, in that in the show, in the show notes, notes yep. Yeah.
0: And uh, he, he can send uh, your address for the blank check for the, the thank yous and all the stuff he's doing for you. So That's <laughs> so nice. That's the thing I love about all this, that these guys seem to just love sharing and spreading this stuff around. So we get some, um, yeah, it kind of reaches other people that wouldn't normally. So um, thank you, everybody, I think. It's uh, yeah. Pretty
1: yeah, yeah. amazing. Thank you.
0: So um, look straight into news and things we've been doing uh, for the last, uh, last week. Um, just some highlights from both of our sites and things that are around there. Um, you, you and I were just talking briefly before we started here. The news has literally just hit for us. Um, look, look, you go with it. You really saw it more than I did. I saw it bleedy-eyed through my phone a minute ago. But um, the news is about a possible new trilogy from Star Wars.
1: Yeah. You know, I logged into Facebook this morning and I saw Brian Young from Big Shiny Robot talking about uh, – he had posted an article um, – about a story that leaked out, uh, and it was originally posted from IESB.net, uh, about a, uh, you know, a Lucasfilm spy that they have, um, you know, leaked some news about a possibility of a new trilogy coming out after the Star Wars in 3D leaves the theaters, you know, Whoa. sometime around 2015 or 2016, they're estimating, um, And the rumors are saying that uh, that this is not going to be based on the Skywalker's. This is going to be something completely different. Um, And and the rumor is also saying that it's not going to be tied in with the live action TV series that's been rumored to come out for years now. It seems like, Hmm. Um, you know, I've also seen other sites reporting on it. You know, I saw Wired.com did an article about it. Io9 did an article about it, and uh, the yeah, everybody's kind of buzzing. Um, i don 't really know what to think about it. Uh, it I did see a great tweet from uh from at star wars you know for the StarWars.com star wars <laughs> twitter and uh their their quote was uh f y i if it 's not a story on star wars com then it 's just a rumor. May the facts be with you oh, that's and fantastic I I mean. yeah that's I that fantastic <laughs>
0: Like I think for as long as I remember, even being a kid in the playground, when Return of the Jedi ended, uh, even before that, it, you know there was always that story that George Lucas was going to do more movies, and it was always the story about you know the kind of uh, the set of nine films, and uh, we obviously got six, so I guess there's a possibility, and um, look maybe given the uh, the TV shows kind of stalled, given the cost of producing it. It might be nothing to do with it, as you're saying, maybe the reports are saying it's nothing to do with the TV show, but I guess his frustration if he can't get the show going um, in a TV sense, maybe some kind of outlet as is, is movies. But uh, wow, if it's true, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that came up in the articles about this was uh, they were flashing back to when the special editions came out and how those had sort of... Uh, raised more awareness for Star Wars uh, to get hype for the prequels and also to, you know, I'm sure to raise money Mm. for production of those movies. Um, Not that I think that Lucas would have any trouble (laughs) paying for anything these days. Yes, yes. Um, You know, I'm sure, you know, the troubles he had with loans making the original movies, I'm sure would not be a problem these days. Uh, Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the other things too, with the, with the, The TV show, it sounds like that they have – all of the articles had mentioned the TV shows and saying that they've got 50 to 100 scripts, you know, already kind of set out. And so, I mean, it sounds like they don't really have a lack of material. Definitely. Uh, um, I don't know what the holdup is on that. I'm not even going to try and speculate because I just – I really don't know. I know, I know.
0: The the, the fact even Wired has picked this up, which is obviously – you know, and even IO9 is a very well-respected sci-fi site. Mm-hmm. That's kind of big. I mean, normally there's a lot of stuff that floats around Twitter and maybe some of the sites that you and I know, smaller sites generally. But if it gets out to the to those kind of guys, it's uh, yeah, it tends to lend me to think that there's some something behind it. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's a a, a some other form of media that we're releasing in some format or or some other way. But um, wow, if we have another trilogy, the first thing that comes to my mind and this proves how sad I am is. More toys, which is just uh, <laughs> is the first thing I can think about, and, um, and the second thing in my brain says, "Where are you going to put them all?" Because I'm troubling already. So uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would be that would be very interesting indeed.
1: Wow. But that actually kind of leads me into another thing I wanted to mention for Hopefully. news this week was uh, uh, Steve Sansweet uh, was reported as mm. uh, stepping down sure. uh, from his position as sort of the I don't really know what his title is. It's sort of the spokesperson for the liaison or whatnot for the the Star Wars fan community.
0: Uh, uh, fan club relations, I think, it is, or official something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, anyway, you know, I was reading a little bit about him, and it just talked about how he, you know, he has the the I guess the world's largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia, and That's had true. to eventually, you know, he. He built an addition onto his house originally down in Hollywood. And now he's, uh, he's got the Rancho Obi-Wan or something. It's called uh, That's in right. California <laughs> uh, where it's 5,000 square feet of, and he has his own archivist to, to do all of this stuff. So, Hey, you know, maybe one of these days, you know, you and I could have a setup like that, you know, and no. have our own, you know, librarian, you know, sort of like the Jedi archives <laughs> they have at the temple and stuff. Uh, one
0: our, our chicken coop. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, be- and it's, it's cool that it's in Petaluma because I, I grew up in Sonoma County and that's where Petaluma is. And uh, uh, so one of these days, I you know I'd like to hit him up and just see if I can get a cup of coffee and go check out this Rancho Obi1o or something. Know, whatever you I think it's me. called.
0: You and uh, me both. No, it's Rancho Obi oh, Rancho Obi1 indeed. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's look. I think for, when I read the article as well, I thought. Uh, he's leaving completely, but he's not, he's, he's going to do something else within star Wars. And, um, I think maybe just in less of a, a kind of prominent role, I guess, maybe something to the sidelines and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, yeah, he's been a be- He's been a great guy. I, I met him at celebration, uh, Europe. I think it was number four. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, uh, just such a nice guy. He was just such a great host for the, the entire event and really brought everyone and everything together. And he's obviously been at most of the celebrations out there. And, uh, on a ton of podcasts, so he's uh, he's definitely been a major uh, guy to represent Star Wars, and he produced a, a fantastic book. Uh, I think it's One Thousand and One Collectibles. If you've ever seen it, but
1: uh, yeah, I've thumbed through it a little bit. It you know it is it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: It's a thumb through book. It's not one that you can really read too much. But uh, again, it's some of the stuff from his collection is uh, bizarre.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got so, some so, crazy stuff in there. Stuff.
0: I things in there, so. Uh, which um that's another subject which ties me in books just a quick bit um i i mentioned last week the making of empire strikes back book and it just arrived just after we'd done the podcast and um the first one and i managed to get a thumb through it this week and um it's uh, there's a really good review of it done uh, on uh, the star wars action news book club this week uh, one of their very recent podcasts they gave a, a much more in-depth review so you're not going to get an in-depth review here i'm just giving you a quick surmise but uh Again, it's such a gorgeous book to me that the the kind of um, the, the making of and some of the background details just are pretty cool uh, and getting to see some of the alternate scenes and designs and structures and, and some of the artwork, which I've never seen before. And I think that was one of the criticisms of the book was we've seen a lot of this stuff in different places before, but when you get to look at it, there's new Ralph McQuarrie work in there, there's new Joe Johnson stuff, and it's, some of it's really, genuinely really pretty uh, good. So um, if you're a Star Wars geek... It's definitely one to pick up, that's for sure. Oh, cool. And there was two other... Sorry, on you go. I
1: was just going to ask, does it have any... Uh, does it come with like a DVD or anything like that? Well, that? Sadly
0: no. no. it's. Um, oh, okay. There's a transcript of um, some of the events, which again has been printed in part before. It was printed in Empire Magazine a couple of years back. Um, on the actual day of the Carbon Freezing Chamber footage, uh, Irvin Kershner wore a microphone for the entire day and um, the kind of main key sequence of obviously Hans saying I love you and I know, or or Leia saying I love you and Hans saying I know, was was printed in Empire, just this very short kind of brief Empire magazine. But um, the actual book itself uh, prints pretty much all of the activities throughout the day, and it just blows you away the amount of work they they, they spent getting that scene correct. And um, again, hats off to these guys for making movies and uh, all the work that goes into it, but... uh, Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. been a bit of a, a crazy book week for me, and um, this is something Club Jade as well. They, they had a real book uh, website. They posted a few bits and pieces as well, as I think did you. Um, the Star Wars Art Visions book, yeah, uh, posted a couple of links. I posted George in the Cantina, and one there was. There's a real theme of IG88 going around some of the images that that were on the. Uh, I think it was Wired had the article. But, um, yeah, inspired. Who had that? I had it. You posted one of the beautiful ones. A like kind a Spanish Inquisition. The Rancor.
1: Yeah, that was a beautiful portrait. I Isn't just, it? I loved all the detail. It was just, you know, really elaborate. Um, and it looks like she's using uh Darth Maul's lightsaber.
0: Uh, what was it? I didn't you know, notice.
1: Yeah, just one of those little geeky details that I picked up on. But yeah, it was a beautiful portrait. Uh, I'm really looking forward. You know, like I said, I don't have a lot of money in my budget to buy books, but that sure. might be one I really want to pick up. Um. And I was listening to—I think it was on Star Wars Action News—when uh, they had interviewed the—I don't know if author is the right title—but it's the guy who did uh, the making of Empire Strikes Back and the making of Star Wars. He's also done this Visions one, yeah, 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 um, and also this, you know, the year by year and the the sounds of Star Wars. And there's also another one which I'll touch on in a second. But uh, he was talking about the, the Visions one and how this—it was an idea of George Lucas's, and how they had. Uh, you know, George was like, hey, I got this idea, you know, I want to get a whole bunch of artists together and just get their interpretation or quote unquote visions of Star Wars and put it together in a book. And I cannot remember the name of the author, um, hey, but
0: G G W Rinslow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up his name was that he is associated with um, just about any every one of those books that are coming out these days.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Yeah, the Visions one, uh, even the Year by Year one. And there's also a really cool one um, that I guess is it, it's called like Frame by Frame or something like that. That's right, yeah. And that thing's going for like three grand. Um, I know. <laughs> but from what I understand it, that's actually a steal for what – for what the book is um so that's that's definitely not in my budget uh but if i ever care, <laughs> I to look at that one i'm really looking forward to it
0: isn't that frame by frame though effectively sitting there with your your huge high def tv and an, an awesome camera or some kind of capture device and
1: literally frame by frame uh i don't i don't I mean. know exactly if they go frame for frame i mean it,
0: well you know what it would i do. mean It'd be
1: a great great flip book then. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) An expensive uh,
0: flip book, but yes. uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can't imagine spending that much on a book. But uh, when they were talking about that on Star Wars Action News, uh, it sounds like that that there's quite a few of these really high-end books that are out there
0: well i 'd never actually heard of the uh, the Year by year Visual Chronicle, and literally was in target with a, with a friend yesterday looking at some toys and uh, as we came up the escalators there was uh, this book thing and i thought i 've never seen this book and it yes. was um, it 's a really good book. I really like the way it'd been presented lots of influences for george lucas and and uh, the artists and where the uh, obviously, things that Flash Gordon and serials are in there, but the way it runs through, there's a lot of toy references, and uh, um, where, again, some of the inspiration came from for for different comics and books, and just a genuinely good book. And the price was fairly reasonable, so um, yeah, I think that's what cool. I'm going to try and pick up. Nice, but uh, yeah, he's behind that too, so I didn't even know until I spoke to you. There you go. Um, but um, the, the Visions looks beautiful. the 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 cover of it reminds me of the uh, the the kind of classic Marvin Gaye. Uh, I think it's what's going on. The um, He's standing in the rain and uh, mm. the front cover is Darth and all the visions of the, the the rain is dripping on the front of him. But it's a cool-looking book. Very cool, but um, probably expensive, I guess. But uh, we shall see.
1: Um, yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I might get that for Christmas on my birthday. <laughs> I, I managed to get, a couple of years ago for my birthday, a friend of mine really surprised me and showed up with the uh, – uh, <laughs> I told him not to get me a birthday present, but he showed up. He had stopped off at Barnes and Noble on the way and had picked up the Star Wars pop-up book oh, and yeah, yeah. and the Star Wars vault. Um yes. he had dropped like like a hundred bucks on books for me or whatnot. So um I I always feel guilty when he buys me expensive gifts, but he has a really good paying job and you know, I I love him for it when he loves to spread that that wealth <laughs> around a little bit. And actually looking, because 'cause I'm looking at it here on my bookshelf. The Star Wars Vault uh is by stand uh by Sansweet. it says at the yeah, top of it. That's um true. Yeah, that's very cool.
0: Good book indeed. Um, One thing I did last week, just from a news point of view, which I haven't even had a chance to speak to you about, was uh, immediately after we'd wrapped up our first uh, kind of test on this podcast, I went straight out to um, a kind of convention here they have in in Melbourne. It's called the Armageddon uh, Expo. And it's it's really sci-fi and fantasy stuff all over. So the whole city here was just drowning in uh, lots of kind of – anime and uh, manga and uh, Star Wars and uh, all sorts of stuff. So there was a ton of uh, people around the city, just uh, comic fans and whatnot. There wasn't a great deal of Star Wars um, actors or people there. The only guy who was, in fact, really running the show as well, who's ran this Celebration 5 this year, was uh, Jay Lagaya. So it was pretty cool to see uh, Jay there. And, And literally, he is just wandering around, having a coffee as well with other people and right next to you and uh, they're very cool and relaxed here for some reason and there's no bodyguards anywhere and um, the the only guy who was uh, again known Star Wars that really had a kind of presence around him was Michael Shanks from Stargate um, so there was loads of sci-fi stuff on there loads of toys but yeah it was really nice to get to see J. Gaia and hear some of the stories that um, he's done on Star Wars and really great guy with an audience he really had the audience in the palm of his hand so it was nice, something that was very close by, and I didn't have to travel all the way to Florida to, to see, but uh, something different.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm horrible with names, but uh, Jay Lagaya, the name is very familiar. Maybe we can help refresh sure, my memory. Sure, that's a good, point. That's, good point. that's a very good point.
0: That's uh, a very good point. He is—he plays, uh, and he was actually the same character that was in last night's Clone Wars we were talking about, the uh, Padme's kind of senior bodyguard or captain it's not Captain I, Panaka. I, that was the guy previously. I can't remember his name offhand, but uh, the he, guy with the eye patch, Afro American uh, uh, eye patch guy. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, I know who you're talking about. Panaka was the first guy in the Phantom Menace, but I think they had some difficulties with him in terms of money, and he decided not to return, and they replaced him, and Guy became not his character, but his uh, his colleague or his cousin or brother or something. So, uh, oh, but okay. uh, yeah. But he's been a host for loads of Star Wars events and a just genuinely funny guy. And, and uh, yeah, it was good to get to see that kind of stuff. I mean, I would have loved like you, I think, to get to Celebration this year, but uh, could not afford it. So um, we have to, uh, we'll we have to make do with Jay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just one Star Wars actor. But Yeah. Uh,
1: were there costumes and all kinds of things? Oh,
0: everything. It was stunning stuff from Lord of the Rings, aliens, huge, uh, a good 12-foot uh, kind of uh, alien uh, queen or, or an alien kind of soldier as you, as you entered in the in the show. I got to sit in the DeLorean from Back to the Future with a couple of uh, the, the guys who were dressed up as uh, the Doc. Yeah. Uh, so loads of really cool props around the place, a TARDIS and lots of stuff from Doctor Who. Rocky Horror Show still in vogue by a lot of uh, kids and, and people there. Um, just really good to hang out with a bunch of geeks and nerds, and, and uh, the costumes were just probably the highlight of the show. So a little bit, I guess, like the San Diego Comic-Con, it almost becomes the cosplay part is just, you know, it's a huge part of the show now. They had competitions running for the best costumes and so forth, but a great bunch of people. So, yeah, it's good to see it in your, your local patch. Um. The other couple of things we had to talk, one I blogged from you was uh, the that gorgeous Mandalorian iPad wallpaper.
1: Yeah, that was really, really cool. Um,
0: who was that from?
1: Um. Oh, gosh, who was that from? That was, hang on, I've got the post right here. Uh, that was done by a gentleman by the name of Rick Dellinger, um, and that was from a site called Dribbble, um, which true. I am... I'm looking for an invite for if anybody has an extra invite for that site. Uh, it's just sort of a a place to share graphics. Mm. Um, and I was just, you know, I was looking for some other things to post other than like DeviantArt and Flickr and my usual sources. Um, and so I had been on there, um, to those who don't know, I also do graphic design uh, aside from geeking out about Star Wars. And so I was on that site looking at <sighs> some icons. And so I was like, oh, wait, what if I search for Star Wars on there? And I came across this. And it's a beautiful um, background for your iPad. And he did one of Bubble Fett. Um, and I really like he did this detail of the little uh, – it's almost like a little digital LED on the That's right, called? yeah, That's the left, left-hand side. Um, and I've never really noticed that detail. I guess – I mean looking at it, it – it, I do remember seeing it before but I always forget about that. Yeah. Um and I know that the illustrations I've done of Bubble Fett in the fa- past I've always left that out. Um, <laughs> but uh he also did one of Django Fett. Um and uh yeah, so if you have an iPad out there, you know, I highly suggest you go out and download this. It's really cool. Oh, it's
0: gorgeous, yeah. Um
1: but, you know, I I downloaded it, sort of cropped it for my iPhone. It's not nearly as uh as cool as it is for the um for the iPad, but Uh, It still looks good, and I also saw Justin Justin Rampage from Rampage Reality. He also did the same thing and put it on his BlackBerry. He sent me a screenshot, and you know, it's it's not as sexy as it is for the iPhone, but it still looks good.
0: (laughs) There there was one I I posted this week, uh, another Star Wars artist, and a gorgeous piece of work uh, by Dave Dorman. Um, This beautiful piece of work of uh, Darth Vader deflecting a bolt, and there's ATSTs behind him, and ATATS, and uh, this army of stormtroopers, are really, I really, I had no idea who Dave Dorman was. Um, mm-hmm. I know that'll probably embarrass me in front of millions of Star Wars geeks, but fantastic guy. And it turns out he's really the main author behind a ton of the Star Wars books and audio books, uh, uh, the covers. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like, I think, Believe, the uh, the older kind of uh, Star Wars books, He he's really done a lot of these massive wraparound covers. Things mm-hmm. like Tales of the Bounty Hunters and Tales of... Uh, Tales from Mos Eisley, those kind of books that I remember from years ago. So beautiful artwork. Um,
1: there must have been something about him in the news recently, because I had happened on his – or I had – Oh, did you? Uh, I had landed on his site, um, not not through that illustration you posted. Um, I had actually seen that one a couple of years ago, not knowing who the artist was, but that was my desktop on my computer for the longest time. It's no mean. <laughs> it, it's such a cool illustration. There's yeah, so they're... much going on on there. Uh, but yeah, as soon as I got to the gallery, um, I was just, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, you know, this is the guy who draws all the book covers that I have. because oh. I have a ton of the paperbacks and you know, it was so cool to finally put a name with all of that artwork that I've been appreciating for years. Um, exactly. and I'm really bad about names too. I mean, that's, that's one thing I do like about, uh, or one thing I do enjoy with doing DBSW is it gives me a chance to sort of figure out who all these people are and sort of put them for in sure. a place so that I can go back and reference. Um, uh, yeah. There, so,
0: there's so yeah. many artists out there that as you and I have said before, I mean, we could literally just fill our day just reposting, uh, cool Star Wars artwork where we try to sometimes. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, getting to know the names and make sure we can credit everybody is an important part. But it's there's so many. There's so many. And and then again, you you can come across people like Dave Dorman. And uh, I was none the wiser. You know, here I am, a huge Star Wars geek. And I, I had no idea who this guy was. So I felt really ashamed when I saw these books. I thought, how did I not know about this? But uh, Star- I don't feel too bad. I did the
1: exact same thing.
0: Star Wars uh, goes deep. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of stuff.
1: I was a little disappointed on his site though because he has um, uh, he he has all the thumbnails and you're like oh I want to look at that one and you click on it and it only brings it up to you know maybe twice the size of the thumbnail. Uh, yeah, so I was, was a little disappointed. I with was
0: that. surprised why this one was so huge in resolution. So, um, but. Um. Yeah. I do think he knows.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And one other, one other piece that I didn't realize was his, but is a rather famous piece is the one of Darth Vader and Batman fighting with each other with lightsabers that I've seen float around the internet quite a bit. I
0: haven't (laughs) seen that. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah Um, okay well if you're not familiar with it I almost posted it again the other day and I was like oh no I've seen this a million times you know it's probably been around (laughs) if you haven't seen it maybe I will post it again
0: there we go I think your audience will demand to see it now they'll say what is this picture you're talking about Um, there was one other one you posted this week and I loved it it was just a humorous one I mean it's terrible to follow an artist like Dave Dorman with this but um, there was a paper theme in it it was Darth Paper (laughs) (laughs) Which was, for those who don't know out there, um a toy lightsaber, um with a with a toilet roll on it and a picture of Darth.
1: Is is that right? When did I get it yeah. right? Yeah, it's a picture of Darth Vader um, hung up and then a, a toy lightsaber, like you said, suspended by two pieces of cable and the roll of toilet paper is hung from the lightsaber. And I saw it on DeviantArt and I just started cracking up and I was like, no, this is silly. I'm not going to post it. And I was like, you know what? Why not post it? And that was that one probably oh. got the most hits on my website. For
0: I, love I love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to reblog it when I, when, once I've done here. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, I almost
1: want to get a toy lightsaber. I haven't had one for a couple of years and just do that in the bathroom to see what my <laughs> wife's reaction will be.
0: Oh, it's uh, just, I love that of a Star Wars fan. They, they can take stuff and then who would have thought about it? Darth Paper, you know, really. But, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. So funny. So funny. Um, like there was some other really big news this week, and we never really got to speak about it yet, um, which is huge because one of the people that I've followed for a while uh, on Tumblr – uh, is, now you correct me if I'm wrong, paclin or P-A-C-L-I-N, or P-C-A-L-I-N, I should say, um, who posts a ton of cool Star Wars and sci-fi and fantasy stuff. But you actually met up with her this week.
1: I did. I was really, really fortunate. She uh, she lives down in L.A. Um, her name is Pauline Acklin, so that's where the name comes from. And I might be pronouncing that wrong. I apologize for that if I do. <laughs> um but uh, she was – she lives in L.A. and her and her husband came up. Um, yeah, sorry all you geeks out there that you know send her the marriage proposal. She is married. And her husband is awesome, by the way. He's not a geek <laughs> like the rest of us. And he pro- he didn't get half of the conversation uh, when her and I were talking. But he's a super nice guy and a really lucky guy too. Um, but yeah, she was in town. It was a concert in San Francisco. And I saw that she was going to that. And so I instantly messaged her and said, hey, you know, if you're going to be in San Francisco, let's meet up. Um sure. And she enjoys a, a drink or two, so we uh, we got together. We had some uh, uh, some tapas and some uh, you know a couple of beers, and just sat there and geeked out. Um, Excellent. And she's a, she's an artist as well. Um, she's recently started posting a couple of pieces that she's done, some Star Wars posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just posted one yesterday of hers. It's a it's an Adat Walker. And she also did a Sandcrawler, which I'll be posting in the next day or two. Um, She's got some plans to do some in the works for the future. Um, And she's just a really well-rounded geek uh, and (laughs) and an art lover. I mean, she posts things from comic books, from, you know, superheroes, Lord of the Rings. Star Wars is a big, big thing of hers. Um, And just a really great personality. She's a lot of fun to to talk with in person, to talk with online. I fully encourage everybody to go and check out her site. It's uh, oh, let me just get the spelling of it right here. It's it's Pacalin and it's, uh, it's spelled uh, P-A-C-A wait, I've lost it. Oh, P-A-C- A-L-I-N dot dot com and she also has a food blog because uh, she's also a bit of a foodie uh, where she's just posting pictures of food items from the past. Uh, she had a really cute video a little while ago of her daughter's uh, eating mussels, <laughs> so okay. she's uh, she's spreading the foodie onto the onto the next generation. It looks fantastic.
0: like well, as long as she spreads the Star Wars, then she's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I gave, well, her a couple, I gave her a couple of Star Wars Pez dispensers to take back for her kids. Oh, um, fantastic! And she laughed about that. Said she'd probably share the candy, but she's probably going to keep the Pez dispensers. <laughs>
0: Good, good, good. You also had um, your continue, and, and I always forget, I'm so slow to, to react sometimes, but you uh, had your gratuitous picture of Yoda Wednesday again.
1: I yes. Um, yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> this is sort of just a little uh, silly thing. Uh, Tumblr started this thing uh Back at the – when Tumblr started back in 2007, they started GPOYW, which stands for Gratuitous Picture of Yourself Wednesday. Um, And it's just sort of an excuse for everybody to post a picture of themselves on Wednesday. Um, And I don't know how it occurred to me, but I thought to myself, wait a minute. Why does the Y have to stand for yourself? Why can't it stand for Yoda? Yoda. And and so a couple weeks ago, I started posting uh, trying to just – being silly about it and sort of trying to take over the tag on Tumblr of – instead of pictures of yourself, when sure. i post pictures of yoda. And i've even started a flickr group for it. Um i'll post a link to that in the show notes. Um and i've invited a bunch of uh of other flickr users to join and i've gotten a huge response. I've actually gotten so many people on there posting yoda pictures that um i i i can't post them all on wednesday. You know, i, I, I <laughs> I don't want to post 30 pictures of Yoda on Wednesday. I mean, I could, but I have a feeling people might get a little bit tired of it, so I don't want to overdo it. Sure. Well, at least at least you get a good catalog
0: towards the end of the year. You can uh, you won't run out of Yodas. So.
1: No, not at all. And actually, I was <laughs> I was really impressed because I got I got a lot of people to join who who I really look up to um, on on Flickr. Um, uh, you know, JD Hancock, uh, my friends uh, Scar Viper, and OG Trilogy. Uh, eight skeins of danger, uh, and a big one who hasn't posted yet. And I'm really looking forward to his first post for it is, uh, is Avernot. Um, and I think I'm saying that right. Um, but he is the one who posts those really, really amazing, um, uh, pictures of Lego star Wars that were done That's in the right. snow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so I was, you know, like I said, he hasn't posted anything yet to the group, but he joined the group. And so I mean, <laughs> just getting him to join the group was, you know, I really felt like an accomplishment. Uh, exactly. you know. And like I said, you know, one of my all-time uh one of my idols from Flickr, JD Hancock, he's joined, he's already submitted a couple. Um, yeah, and so I encourage, like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes and I encourage anybody on Flickr to to please join the group and submit your pictures. You know, you don't you don't have to post them on Wednesday. They don't have to be a new picture. You can dig through your archives if you've got a picture from Yoda a couple of years old or something. You know, this is just just a fun place to get together. Exactly,
0: uh, give the yeah. Jedi Master some love.
1: Exactly, exactly,
0: he deserves. It. He's a little green guy. He finds it tough. Um. Okay, so we've kind of covered some of the news and uh, moving on into more geekery is probably just having a look at uh, some toys and figures and customizations and things that we do. We spoke last week initially about some work that you've been doing on your Hasbro Millennium Falcon and you'd been weathering it to make it look a little more, um, I guess, realistic. But you also shared with me a couple of videos from a guy called Hanger B-94 Mm -hmm. and uh, so I finally got around to watching them after we spoke and you also shared some photographs of what you've been doing uh, you know up in close detail and I was just blown away now I originally had the Hasbro Millennium Falcon 2 I think like most of us did the BMF as everybody called it and um, gorgeous ship great detail great fun the biggest problem I had and several friends I know had was it was just so big we didn't have a lot of room for it but being a wise man you kept hold of it and you've done all this weathering, so
1: how have you? Um,
0: was it through Hanger B that you kind of started it, or you you would just start to do your own stuff, and you saw this video from from this guy? Or,
1: yeah, I had um, I, I I was completely inspired by him. I had seen him. I think he post. I don't even remember which forum. It was either he does a lot of work on Imperial shipyards these days, but oh, okay. like most people, he tends to cross post uh, over on Rebel Scum and also on Yak Face. Um, and I think I probably saw it on Yakface because I tend to follow those forums more than the others um, and i 'd seen his video and I thought to my you know his tutorial video of how he did this and I probably saw it maybe a, maybe a year ago mm. um, and i uh, you know it was something I always wanted to do and uh, and I finally worked up the nerve the other day because I was painting something else, <laughs> and i had I had some leftover watered-down paint, I thought, oh, shoot, you know, why not do it now? You know, I got n- nothing else going on. So, yeah, like I said last week, you know, basically I just kind of slapped a bunch of really watered-down acrylic paint yep. on there, let it sit for a second, let it seep into the cracks, and then you wipe it up and kind of smear it around, and it just gives it a really nice, dirty, mm. lived-in kind of look and feel. Um, and I'll post some links in the show notes this week so that everybody can check that out. Um, I'm really happy with it. Everybody else is, you know, I've been gotten some great comments, and it's really just a rough photograph. I haven't even really done any like actual nice photos. It was just a, you know, something I shot with my iPhone, which happens to be my favorite camera these days. Um, even though I've got a gorgeous SLR camera that I can use, the iPhone is just—it's always there. It's in my pocket, it, <laughs> and uh, and I'm lazy. Um, oh, no. but, yeah anyway back to back to julian's work uh, that's who hangar bay ninety four is his name is Julian I think he goes by Jules um, and he just does some gorgeous customs All, uh, he's also doing some photo novels these days with his action figures oh, nice. Uh, teamed up with a couple of other people um, and just doing some really really great work um, you know very cinematic shots uh, a lot of really yeah. great photoshop work to to kind of put together these photo no, photo novels um, and for those who aren't familiar, a photo novel is it's sort of like a comic book told with photographs, um, and true. most people tend to use action figures. Um, and uh, it's something I'm kind of thinking about getting into. As much as I love doing stop motion, it's, uh, stop motion is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time, mm, mm. but you can kind of get the same effect with these photo novels. Um, and it's kind of like – it's sort of a cross between a comic book and, I don't know, a movie or a just a regular <laughs> novel. Um, no, it's, yeah, so I'll put some links I, to that.
0: Excellent. I I, um, I guess what it was, the Falcon, when it came out, and as I say, well, I had one as well, and uh, you just automatically at the time thought, you know, this is just the best that Hasbro ever produced, the sound effects, the design, all the little moldings in the ship. And then mm-hmm. I guess to see how someone can just, amazing Star Wars fans out there can take something very simple and even make it better. It's just, uh, it blew me away. It really did look um, such a high quality piece, I think, from your picture and from from his videos, so um, yeah, damn you both, now I really want to get a, a falcon back, even though I don't have know. <laughs> so, uh, um, we also seemed to inspire someone last week, we were talking about the the red battle droid you'd bought, and I think I, I bought one because of what you'd said, and uh-huh. it, so did one of the other guys on, on, on Twitter, so um, we're obviously influencing people talking about these things, so It'd be good if anyone actually has to get buy a Millennium Falcon. There we can uh, we can take the credit for it. So uh, I
1: did see a link. Um, they are on sale again. Um, woohoo. um Yeah, for under a hundred bucks right now. I mean, it's like eighty nine dollars. But uh, if I can find that link again, I'll put that in the show notes as well. If anybody else is wanting to pick one up,
0: they um, need a yeah. Falcon in their life. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> If only for a short time like me. But um, one one of the other things I picked up, uh, and it was just it just arrived when uh, we initially first spoke, was the Clone Wars Arc Trooper Battle Pack. So I I've put up a little review uh, on YouTube of this, but um, I am just loving these figures. Um, it's the two primarily. Uh, well, there's four figures in the pack, but there's two figures from the season three opening uh, of the Clone Wars. These two Art Troopers, and they're just. Great looking figures. It seems to be one of the hottest kind of packs out there in terms of um, uh, doing the rounds on eBay and so forth. But I'm beginning to see it for uh, not very cheap, thirty dollars, uh, but in much bigger quantities. But if uh, you're a Clone Wars fan and, and a Clone addict like me, um, beautiful looking figures. And I've seen even a couple of people have split the packs up and they're selling them off individually. So uh, mm. if you want to try and get hold of a figure, you can you can do so. But I think they're a good sixteen dollars a piece. So um,
1: that's not that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you were saying thirty bucks for the pack, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you're getting four figures.
0: Exactly. Yeah, bucks. it's, it's not, bad.
1: not that bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's more than I have in my pocket these days, but yeah, it's um, a fair right,
0: price, uh, I think. But yeah.
1: Uh, and, I watched your review, but I, the one thing I, I forgot to pay attention to was: uh, do they do that cool little uh, ball hinged wrist? Um, they do. Um,
0: I love that aspect. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, I
1: really, I really wish they do that on some of the legacy figures. I mean, I don't, I don't collect the the Clone Wars figures. I do have a Captain Rex because I saw it on sale, really cheap one day, and I picked it up. And I that was the first time I was introduced that, to that that wrist articulation where you can move there instead of just a swivel, it has a little ball yep. hinge on it. And man, for doing poses for them of holding their rifles or just doing whatever it makes, it makes the figure so much more dynamic in my opinion.
0: Oh, it does. Unfortunately, they don't do it on the two arc troopers, but it does do on the art trooper commander and the wreck. So yeah, mm-hmm. for some reason they've left it off in the new figures, but, um, Look, they're cool enough as they are. They're pretty um, uh, new molds and new sculpts and all sorts of bits and pieces on them. So I'll I'll forgive them on that. But yeah, you're right. I love that. Just that little wrist kick can -hmm. make such a difference when you pose a figure. It's uh, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I picked up this week, and again, just done a little mini review, was mini mugs. Um, And again, we were talking... So so last year was Mighty Mugs, or the year before was Mighty Mugs. And for anyone who doesn't know, this was a range that Hasbro brought out. These kind of about uh, four and a half, uh, five-inch, five-inch odd, uh, huge, pretty immovable lumps of plastic um, came out in Star Wars, came out in Marvel Legends, came out for Indiana Jones. Um, They pretty much hit the shops everywhere and then instantly dried up. Um, Hasbro vowed to never produce any more and they occasionally came out with the odd one at Comic-Con, some exclusives. But then recently, they just uh, announced at their presentation at uh, Celebration 5 that they were bringing back mugs, but in a mini version, mini mugs. Um, and I love these guys. They're very kind of uh, uh, cute looking Japanese, super deformed kind of toys. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. there's a, a set of nine that came out, comes out in. Uh, you get a Yoda, Bosque, uh, General Grievous, uh, Boba Fett, Darth Vader, Stormtrooper uh captain ricks cad and ig88 all in this tiny little scale size but um do, do you do you ever ha- you don't have any mugs at all that wasn't one you collected or
1: no i didn't uh um yeah I, did, I didn't go for that one you know like i've said in the past i keep my uh my collecting very limited to pretty much just the legacy hasbro figures sure you know, a couple of clone wars figures but you know i'm I'm so obsessed with the, <laughs> with, with the legacy ones that I, I keep it very limited. Otherwise I'd end up buying everything. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, the mighty mugs, um, like I, I, I've met a few people that are totally obsessed with them. They seem to have you know at least one of every figure and it they're really big and they tend to take up a lot of room but i they that's didn't. what I like about these mini mugs is, i mean you know i'm I might even pick up a couple of them they're really cute i mean like like I was telling you beforehand that that Bosque one is adorable uh, yes. he's just <laughs> he's got the little rounded off teeth and the big eyes and he's just he's just so cute yeah.
0: It reminds me of uh, uh, the old TV series V, not the one that's just been remade, but the old uh, lizard like kind of. Um, if you ever yeah, saw that, yeah. You know, it's that I actually just little... watched
1: that again recently because they have it on Netflix streaming, and so I was watching <laughs> that a little while ago. Um, it's a little dated now, but it I, it's still pretty fun. Hmm. Um, it also reminds me of the. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the the Land of the Lost TV show that they Yes, used to have. I did.
0: I did, the, yeah.
1: The little boss kind of reminded me of those slee stack uh, yep. figures. Uh, Very cool.
0: So they're they're heading they're they're partly a Target exclusive so um, at the moment USA only uh, I have no idea whether that's going to reach to Target over here say in Australia or anywhere else around the world but um, Target exclusive and I believe they're twelve dollars ninety nine a pack so that's pretty reasonable for three uh, little mini cute mugs as far as I'm concerned but um, yeah it's not yeah, bad not a bad price
1: yeah.
0: The other thing, uh, I just arrived this week, and I've been hunting for ages. My Lego addiction is still on, on the go. Um, Lego had produced an ATAT uh, last year, or a couple of years ago, which was a motorized version, and it kind of walks. Uh, you, you press a button, and the thing slowly moves and walks. It was a little limited in its kind of play value. It was, I guess it was more a kind of Lego Technics kind of pack, but... Uh-huh. Um, this was one yes I've, I've spent a ridiculous amount on star wars recently but uh, the rest of the year been pretty empty so that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it um but uh this lego attack just arrived this week so i'll, I'll give a little bit of a review and we'll look at it next week but gorgeous looking set um i certainly can't i don't have the room for the hasbro attat so this is my excuse as well that uh, i can't manage to have an atat. there's a little bit more room in the house so uh, <laughs> i'll have a look at that one next week um now, the other thing, toy-wise, you and I bought this week was the R2-D2 Vintage Collection, um, which appeared on eBay.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, sweet. what is that guy's name? Tungori?
0: Tungori, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, it's, that guy, <laughs> he's always got everything. I always end up ordering things from him, you know, a month or two before they come out on the shelves. And um, I think it was – I think I saw it either on your site or on Yak Face, Uh but I mean, what was it, four ninety nine or something? Exactly. He was offering this. Yeah, exactly. and it's for those who don't know, it's it's going to be coming out on the vintage line, the next wave from Return of the Jedi, and it's R two D two from Jabba's Palace, and he's got the little drink cart attachment. Uh, but what's also really cool is he's got a whole bunch of accessories. I mean, little doors mm-hmm. that open up, and you know, finally, I'll have an R two D two with a little door that opens and an arm that can come out so that I can recreate, you know, him interfacing with computers and the Death Star uh, <laughs> and things. Um, But something that I'm I'm curious on your thoughts on this, because I'm a little mixed feelings on it. Um, It's a smaller mold. Like they're making R2-D2 is going to be smaller than all of the other astromech droids have been in the past made by Hasbro.
0: Ah, Um, okay. Did not know.
1: Yeah. And so what I'm I'm curious about this is that, uh, first of all, I can't wait to see it to see how much smaller it is. I mean, is he going to look completely out of place if he's stuck in a line with a whole bunch of astromech droids? Mm. Um, And the other thing... um, well, actually, because the, the C-3PO that just came out in the vintage line is actually a little bit small in my that's opinion. Right. Sort. So maybe he'll look more in proportion uh, with, with, 3PO. with 3PO. But the thing that I'm most concerned of is, how is it going to fit into my X-Wing fighters? Um, because <laughs> I, I have a couple of the nice X-Wings that came out in the last couple of years, and the droids fit in into those so nicely. And, I mean, if this droid is smaller, um, is he going to be too short? Is he not going to be able to peek out the little hole? Is he going to rattle around in there? Oh, that's a good um, point. So I'm I'm curious to get this figure and and see what it looks like. Um, I'm hoping it comes in the mail before I go on – well, not really vacation, but I'm going to – I don't know if I told you this. Hopefully it doesn't affect our podcast because I think I can still do this. But I'm going to be spending the month of November up in North Idaho with my mother. Um, and so uh, oh, I'm, I'm hoping this figure comes in the mail before I leave. Otherwise, I'll have to <laughs> wait till I get back and wait and see him in December. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Well, I think there was a lot of feedback from the fans
0: on the, the 3PO uh, because it was smaller, as you said. And Hasbro came back, I think, one of the QEs and gave a fairly decent response. Um, said, look, this is not an exact science at the best of times. Um, the way we form this uh, item, we generally make it 4 or 5% bigger originally because there's some shrinkage in the mold when it reduces. But for some reason, they'd seen that 3PO just really shrunk down and, and was just, too small i think compared to others it's it's not enough to affect me i think in terms of it's it's not bad it's fairly close to the to the size of some of the other figures um yeah. but i think you can forgive i think certainly when you look at the three people the quality of, of that figure in terms of the uh, uh you know the parts that come off of me still looks like the most uh, the most like three people i've ever seen so yeah, yeah. I,
1: i've got him here in my hand right at the moment i really like that figure um i I I actually glued the faceplate on mine because I didn't – I don't like the way he looks when the face comes off. Um, And it kept falling off and so I glued mine on. My only real complaint – I've gotten past the height issue. It's not that big a deal. My only real complaint is the way his legs bend. I can't make him sit down because his legs don't come up high enough. Um, uh, okay, and and so, like, if I were to re- try and recreate that scene on the Falcon with him and Chewie sitting around playing uh, whatever the name of that game is with R2D2, um, I can't actually get him to sit down. Um, I've been tempted to pick up a second one and uh, it's and boring. kind of sh- shave off a couple little bits on his legs to see if I can get him to sit, but uh, but we'll see. Um, I'm actually kind of excited. There's a the Geonosin battle packs have just hit, um. Uh, at Target. That's another sure, Target exclusive. Sure. And there's one that has um, R2-D2 and uh, C-3PO, and it's the C-3PO with the, the droid head, the battle oh, droid yeah, head yeah, yeah. that's swappable. And basically that one is based off the mold from the Build-A-Droid um, series that was yeah. out a year ago, and it was the the U-3PO figure, which was kind of a champagne or silver-colored C-3PO. Yep. Um, which in my opinion um would have been the best c3po i do like this vintage one quite a bit i'm i'm ha- <clears throat> excuse me i'm happy i picked him up um but i'm tempted to, or i'm probably going to pick up the uh the battle pack one sure uh, I, don't, I don't know if i can paint it gold to look like that way but i'm you know that that might be my ultimate c3po i don't know we'll, <laughs> and I, of course i'll let everybody out there listening know if i do get my hands on that what my thoughts are on it and if you should pick it up or not
0: well it's it, it, i think that's one of the things we always do is we 're always on the hunt for the kind of the ultimate figure you know you want to everyone has a different need whether it 's a diorama or a display or even just playing with a thing you 're always trying to get the best figure out there and we yeah. certainly have a ton of um 3PO kind of molds and builds and uh k3px was one that came out a couple of years ago which just looks bizarre with guns on them and stuff um so yeah there's this
1: right from that old comic book yeah, yeah that
0: was bizarre but um that's another conversation i guess but um Some more figures sneaked out this week from um, sandtroopers.com. Those guys have some connections. They really do. I think someone in the Far East or someone they know is is a good friend of them, and they always manage to get some of the Hasbro figures well before Hasbro uh, announces them in any other site. But they posted, and I certainly reblogged the... um, some new figures that were coming. Out. It was all Clone Wars figures, but some interesting ones we had never seen or heard of. And that's a brand new Obi Wan Kenobi, um, a Hondo Anaka from the Clone Wars. The pirate is coming back. Don't know whether we're getting some articulation in him this time. He didn't have any knees the last time. Well, he had he had knees, of course, but uh, he, they weren't articulated. But. Um,
1: yeah, that's been kind of a disappointment of of mine with some of the Clone mm. Wars figures. Like I like I said, I picked up a Rex a little while ago and I also got an Obi Wan Kenobi with sort of the 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 head that swaps for the clone helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the knees don't bend on that one. And that was just uh, kind no. of a disappointment of mine. Um but whatever. I mean the, the new uh Obi Wan Kenobi, he's not wearing as much clone armor, it looks like. It looks like it's just the arms. That's right. Um but it it I think I don't remember if I'm remembering this correctly or not, but it looked like he did have uh, knee articulation. Which would it be
0: does, amazing. it does, it does. It's a completely new head sculpt as well. So, uh, yeah, it gets us away from that that initial one, the as I call it, the crappy one. Can all be the the one with no <laughs> knees. but uh, <laughs> But then, like, it's, again, I've I, I had a lot of feedback from kids on, on um, uh, YouTube and stuff. I've maybe reviewed a figure. And again, coming from my perspective, I've said, you know, this, this rocket-firing missile is a bit rubbish. And, and a couple of kids have written in and said, you know, we like that. Stop putting that down. And I thought, oh, my God, you've you got to remember this. You know, these things are for everybody. So, mm-hmm,
1: um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, some kids probably could not care less about articulation, but, um, but I think you and I do. So, uh, but, yeah, it's uh, like you
1: said. I mean, everybody has their own. Uh, yeah. Uh, their own needs for these action figures. And, you know, I mean that, that person we were talking to about the battle droids, you know, having that little discussion on Twitter the other day. I mean, he's, he's one of those types that keeps them in the packages. Um, yeah, he, yeah, even, yeah. A, yeah. he even made a comment that, you know, he does pick up a couple of them for his son. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he kind of says that he, he hinted at that, the with the detail that these figures are at, they're not really meant for kids. Um, and I, I sort of feel that way. I mean, when my nephews come over, I'm a little hesitant to let them play with my entire collection. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't want to put the arms off of of these super articulated stormtroopers of mine. And so I, I have a whole bunch of the old Power of the Force 2 figures from the late 90s. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's true.
1: And that's sort of like when the, when my nephews show up, I pull out that box of toys and kind of let them go nuts. And I'll pull out a couple of spaceships for them to play with. Exactly.
0: Uh, I mean, there was the power of the force are pretty. Uh, I think you could let your dog chew them and they'll still kind of be around. They're so just so buff and so kind of strong. <laughs> yeah, I think, totally, really. But there was other figures in that image which looked kind of interesting, and that is an articulated cad bean. Um, the original uh, cadbean that came out for the Clone Wars line was a little crappy again. I think in terms of the knees and, and lack of articulation. Um, the kind of tweaked that with the release of a, a ve- vehicle pack, I should say, mm-hmm. where the Cadbane had articulated legs. But then Hasbro did this weird thing that they tend to kind of do is, well, they gave the figure knees. They didn't use the original mold of Cadbane, They created another one, and the hat was fixed to the head, and the the paint and the head sculpt was a little different. So I'm hoping that whatever this – articulated Cad is, uh, which also comes with a little Toto droid, the Seth Green um, droid that right. appears at the end of uh Clone Wars Season 2. Um, so I'm hoping the Cad Bane is a little better because it was a figure that I had, but I, I didn't really feel a love for it because of the legs and things, and the arms were a little gunky and, and you know, too much kind of plastic on them. But uh, he's a cool figure. He's something I'd like to like, but hopefully Hasbro will give us a better version here.
1: Yeah, I did pick up that 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 original Cad Bane mm. uh it from our, our friend Tung Hori. Mm. Um I and he was doing two packs and it came with I had bought it because it was the Aura Singh and I really wanted the Aura Sing figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which is a brilliant figure by the way. She um, is, yeah. And I really I really like it because it's she's a stylized enough character that I use her in some of my shots with my legacy figures, and she works enough from um, my opinion. Um and that was a brilliant figure, and to get those two together, Cad Bane and her, I was I was really disappointed because she has everything down to the ankles and
0: exactly yeah.
1: knees and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then the, the Cad Bane is just sort of this plastic statue.
0: It's um, <laughs> exactly my thoughts. And I thought, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Sense, but um... so look on the back of this
1: pack, we get a very rough
0: shot of this Cad. Um so hopefully he's he's a little better. But um there was two other figures there. One was uh, another droid, again, which I managed to pick up off of Tonghori, uh R7E7. In fact, I'm getting that confused. Um that's this is a brand new Astromech, R7E7. There's another Astromech that came out, I think, with the Slave One uh Boba Fett battle pack recently the big huge I'd love to get that pack the one which was the uh, Mace's Starfighter and Bosque and all these kind of guys in this massive pack and yeah. that had a little uh, astromech droid in there a red one which I picked up but um,
1: that was uh, that was Mace's uh, is it
0: Mace's droid yeah. is that what it is oh,
1: well, that's I think one. so
0: that's the one I yeah. I'm a sucker I think from uh, the vintage days of of R five D four the uh, the uh, the red kind of droid from mm-hmm. a new hope and uh, anything red in star Wars, whether it be, uh, art commanders or droids is just such a sucker for red. I really am. <laughs> but, um, there was one other figure in the pack, which was quite interesting, which, or the, or the pack shot, which was heavy. The clone trooper again from the season three opening of, of uh, the clone wars. And, um, it's very clear that Hasbro were going to give us all five of these clones because he was pictured in the pack with his number five on it. And, uh, He's actually named on the pack as well. So we're, we're not getting genetic. Uh, I thought we might get one genetic figure, maybe with stickers or transfers or something. But no, Hasbro are going to make his buy. Sad people like me, all five. Um, <laughs> I have a problem, I know. But uh, yeah, so uh, so quite excited. Some new figures and some new stuff. It was, um, yeah, it's been a fairly cool week for new toys and things. Yeah, definitely um talking about the clone wars as we move on to another little section is um the clone wars tv show itself mm-hmm. um we're now seven episodes and we've both managed to catch up and see them all yeah yeah that's about all i can see sometimes is yeah <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean we we, <laughs> we talked about that that first part on mandalore last week we mentioned yes. you know the the conspiracy for the tea poisoning, um, and then you know, last week's episode kind of followed that up and had the continuation of that, and sort of the the, the you know uh, sort of finished that little story arc. Um, and yeah, you know, we we followed around these four Mandalorian students, and you know, Ahsoka was there to kind of keep things in line. Um, I don't want to give away too much for those who haven't seen it, but uh, I liked it better than the first one. Uh, in that story arc. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Um, but, and I saw somebody's review of it, or actually I just saw a line of it, and I think it kind of tainted my, my vision of this, or my viewing of this episode, and they said it felt like Harry Potter, and I didn't understand what they meant at first, but That's then right. as soon as I watched it, and you're kind of watching these four little kids run around and sort of problem solve, I couldn't help but think of Harry Potter, and um, yeah. Yeah. It was
0: uh, I'd certainly read, not certainly not read, listened to. Uh, it was Brian at BigShinyRobot.com, dot uh, com who was a guest on the Forcecast round table, Um and he said the same thing. And it was it was interesting to the point. Yet again, as an older guy watching the Clone Wars, I'm looking for you know action and you know and deep plots and darkness and and it is. And you have to remember at times that um, you know a huge huge audience is the younger generation. And as he'd said, um, well, he was really disappointed by the show and he really was expecting so much more, he turned around and his kids or, or relatives or other people he knew that had kids had said to them, um, said to him, wow, how exciting and we loved that. And wasn't that great? And he kind of looked bemused and puzzled and he was like, really, you like that? But yet, yet again, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it appealed to them. It's, uh, I guess, the kids um, saw themselves as the kids in the show and, you know, solving a puzzle and... Find the bad guys, but yeah, I guess from 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 our perspective, we're both agreeing that it's. Uh,
1: well, that's that's a good point, and that's something I run into with web design all the time because a lot of times I'm designing websites for people that, yeah, I'm designing a website that I'm not personally going to go and view, and so I have to sort of remove myself and say, true. okay, that's true. I'm I'm not the target audience here. You know, this is, you know, I'm involved with this in some way. And like the Clone Wars, I'm watching it because it's Star Wars. And I just, I can't get enough of this stuff. Mm. Um, but like you said, I don't really think that we're the target audience on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> no. we, but I, I mean, we, of, sorry, and you go. Well, I was going to say, which kind of brings me to this, this next week's or this, the episode that aired, you know, last night here in the yes. States. Um, um, I really, I, you know, I, I enjoyed this one a lot more. Um but like you said a moment ago, it's – you're kind of looking for these deeper plot lines and I kind of got excited. You know, we're, We go to – we get to go to Alderaan. There's this big meeting with Padme and Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and so I'm kind of thinking, you know, ooh, we're going to kind of touch on sort of the seeds of the rebellion and –
0: uh yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: And that kind of stuff and – um I don't want to give away the ending for those who haven't seen it yet. Um, even though this will probably be coming out Wednesday and I'm sure most people will have watched it by then, but, uh, to find out who was behind the plot in this story. Um, mm. I was really disappointed as to who that was. Um, and, uh, I was really hoping that it was going to be a bigger, farther reaching plot story. Um, and no, it was very self-contained and, as we were saying, it, it, it might be because it is geared towards children and not towards those of us who are trying to tie it all in together to all of the other. <laughs> and
0: stuff. Yeah, I must admit, after the uh, the intergalactic tea plot, which I have to say was probably the lowest point in Star Wars Clone Wars for me personally. Um, uh-huh. Getting back to as you said, you know, something that you know Alderaan. Getting to see more of that, and uh, yeah, I thought exactly the same. I thought maybe we're going. You know, the story is going to pin something on. The beginnings of the rebellion and something that's uh, going gonna to drive some kind of deeper arc, but um, yeah, it was a little, it was a little disappointing again. But still, we were away from that that kind of continual thing on Mandalore with this tea issue, which was just going nowhere. So I was really pleasantly glad to just move away from it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But it, and I, I like seeing her sing again. I, I really it, like me, it.
0: Here. I was going to see exactly the same thing. And the, the first thing I thought when I saw her was cool hasbro bring us another toy with another color variation because she's (laughs) she's wearing a slightly different outfit with a different kind of thing over her face and uh, so i thought oh here we go we're going to get another one but um yes i've I've kind of given up just um worrying about it now and i just buy them anyway so we'll uh (laughs) i'll wait until the bank manager knocks on the door but um it was good to see her and and nice little touches there so we'll obviously get more from her in the future. But.
1: yeah, there were some really good action scenes. You know, I, I like watching her and Ahsoka and stuff battle, and uh, yeah, and I, I like the way they do the flashbacks too. It was it was really cool um, to see these visions of Ahsoka's and sort of the way they, they go into these dream sequences, and mm. and I liked seeing Yoda. You know, there was one shot where he's talking to to Ahsoka about these visions, and uh, and I don't know why, but I was suddenly drawn to his teeth. And it just reminded me of Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, they just they kind of captured his facial movements and stuff. And even though it's really stylized and animated, you know, it, it brought back that Yoda that I love from uh, from Empire and Return of the Jedi. So that was kind of cool.
0: It was. I, I, it's one thing I do not think we've seen enough of in the Clone Wars is Yoda, um, especially after so many people have said the opening episode of the very first season of Clone Wars, rookies, uh, with Yoda and uh, Thyre and Jack and and a couple of others. It, it, that's such a popular episode for so many people, and it w- was a great episode, but um, it's it's a shame we've never really seen another Yoda episode since then.
1: So mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really
0: hoping they do one soon, and, and again, we're seven episodes into, effectively, we're a third of the way into this season. Um, and kind of like the last season where it was called The Bounty Hunters, and you only really got to see them in the last, I don't know, four or five episodes. Uh, yeah. We're calling this season Secrets Revealed, and so far, yeah... There's no there's no secrets. So um not that I can see, but um
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I'm hoping maybe they can kind of wrap back around or something. I don't know. I
0: know. So uh we we still watch as usual and we will watch to the end. And uh, I think the I've pre ordered the season two box from uh, from Amazon, which for anybody out there who's listening from an international audience perspective is way cheaper than most countries and um is multi-region. So if you have a Blu-ray player or a PlayStation Three and you've got a Blu-ray player, then this will play on your player. So, um, a great way to manage to save a few bucks and pounds and and uh, euros or whatever on uh, getting this product and getting your Star Wars fix. Um, that, so yeah,
1: that reminds me, I had to. Uh, my wife was getting on my case yesterday to to finish my Christmas list because uh, her aunt. Her aunt loves Christmas and loves to buy gifts for everybody and, you know, wants a very detailed list of everything that we want. And, <laughs> and one thing she always does, and I love the way she does this too, is she gets, she gets you DVDs for Christmas and the way she does it is she puts it in a gift box and you get this DVD with a, like a, a big box of candy, kind of like you get at the movie theater. That's awesome. And, yeah. And so you, it, it's a great gift. Um, and so we just got a Blu-ray player this year. And so, um, I've heard great things about the Clone Wars on Blu-ray mm. and, so the only discs that I really wanted to ask her for were the you know seasons one and two of the Clone Wars and then the movie of the Clone Wars because I don't have a copy of that and I emailed the list to my wife and she we we our computers are in the same room and she turns around in her chair and she's like really all you want is Star Wars movies <laughs> and I said well I said I don't think it's actually out yet but I guess you could throw the Back to the Future you know the new Blu Ray limited edition that's coming out for that sure. but. Uh, yeah, the whole Christmas list was was all Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it, I asked for Star Wars T shirts because I don't really have that many <laughs> of them, and uh, and it's hard to ask for action figures because yeah. you never know what's going to be on the pegs, and she's not familiar with uh, them. No, and, I know, I know, and that kind of thing. And so I said, you know, gift certificates are always good. And uh, I said, you know, I can never have enough stormtroopers and clone troopers. So if you see any of those, you know, I always go for those.
0: Exactly. Cool. Uh, yeah, that, that's one. That's, that's a great little tip, actually. Just, um, you're talking about lists. Um, it's a great thing, I find, if you're out there. There's so much Star Wars product around. Uh, Amazon have a beautiful little um, uh, gadget for uh, Google Chrome, and I think for other browsers, too, for Safari and Firefox. But it allows you to have an Amazon wishlist. list. Uh, yeah. As yeah. you're browsing through forums, and you're on eBay, and you know everywhere you see Star Wars stuff, it's a great add-on to have is um, just use the Amazon Universal wishlist and it doesn't matter which site you're on. You can just add the image or the name of this product or how many you want. And it just keeps this great little list for you. And then as you're um, like me stuck in a toy shop thinking, what do I have? What do I need? And you can call up your iPhone or, or Android or something and, and you can call down and see the, the, the list from this online. So it's a great little tool. I love it.
1: That's a great idea. I haven't. i haven't done that? that? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, I mean, I, I have one going. Um And uh another little side tangent my wife has a quote-unquote amazon stalker um where somebody somebody from her past started buying her things from her amazon wish list and having them shipped to her um not to go off too far she got close to a thousand dollars worth of merchandise from her amazon stalker Um,
0: (laughs) oh my god okay yeah
1: it's kind of weird and everybody is always like oh my gosh can you put this on your amazon wish list or how do i get an amazon stalker uh but uh yeah, with the Amazon, she had logged into my computer one day and I didn't realize that she was still logged in and so I started adding a bunch of stuff, a bunch of Star Wars books and toys to my – what I thought was my wish list. But then she logged into Amazon one day on her computer and saw – went to go look at her list and there was probably a dozen Star Wars books and things. So she got a case <laughs> about that and my, my report to that was, well, you know, don't use my computer <laughs>
0: Well, if we have any stalkers out there, I can honestly say from Whit and I, um, please by all means send us as much as you would like. Uh, we, yeah. We'll we'll both put the Star Wars frame by frame three three thousand dollar book on there, and uh, anyone who feels like buying us some stuff, go ahead. Uh, there's no problem in having a, an Amazon stalker. That's a very nice thing to have, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. You know, it was it was a little creepy at first, uh, but you know, we managed to get past that. Uh, but yeah, maybe you know, maybe we should put a link to our our wish list on this <laughs> or on the site, because um, hey, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a random package showing up in the mail of something that I had had on my wish list.
0: George uh, Lucas may want to thank us both for, uh, you know, just talking Star Wars stuff for an hour. So you never know. You might just uh, – you might feel generous. So uh.
1: Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we can
0: dream. Stranger things have happened in this world. Yeah. But, um, look, I think, we're, um, I think we're up to date on Clone Wars, on toys, on news, on – I can't believe that news earlier this morning, the possible Star Wars trilogy. That would just be amazing. But – um
1: uh, yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath, but that would like no, you said, that would be awesome.
0: That would be rather awesome. But um look, we're probably coming towards the end of uh, of this uh, our first real podcast, really, but our second yeah. one. Um I guess if, if you've got any shout outs you wanna to give to anyone else or anything else you can think of otherwise?
1: Um gosh, not off the top of my head. I mean no worries. you know yeah, I mean the usuals. You know, I've already mentioned you know Pacalin and you know Justin Rampage and as I mentioned last week, Leadist and Game Freaks and all kinds of the, all, all my buddies on Tumblr. Um, you know, you included. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a,
0: a general thank you, I think, from both of us. We definitely saw this week um, some serious love for for us, and that was so nice of you all to listen and uh, even just send a tweet was was really cool. So we. Oh, yeah.
1: Just to know that somebody even yeah. if you listen, just the fact that you appreciate that we're doing <laughs> this means so much. It really does. It does.
0: It does. And um, we have a, we have a Facebook page now just for the podcast. So I guess one of the places we could um, uh, post some show notes and links on there as well. Um, but if anybody uh, has some questions, I guess for for either Whit or or me or, or anything about the podcast. Um, post them ask you want us to talk about anything you want to um any suggestions for things that we haven't covered toys and uh, news and books and whatever else we've got on the go um i guess that's the best place to do it and uh yes yeah, so we've got facebook we've got the podcast up there we'll post this uh in the next couple of days obviously once we've done some some editing and whatnot but um other than that, I think um the place to find me is on flyguy.net. That's f L Y G U Y dot net. And um for Whit, over to you, sir.
1: Yeah, you can uh, you can find me at DBSW.net. Um and as usual the DBSW stands for Distracted by Star Wars, which I think describes just about everybody out here, or it at least does. the two of us.
0: And pretty much everyone who's gonna be listening to this as well. So yeah. <laughs> You're very good. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, um, thanks again for joining us uh, for another boring conversation anyway. And uh, as usual, may the Force be with you, and we'll see you guys next time.
0: That's it. See you, everybody. Cheers.